Not what we needed over there. Not all of them. All right, it's praise time. Everybody, it's praise time. Praise the Lord. 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 Daryl raised his hand, so he, I guess he's going first. Well, I'll go first. Okay, you go first, Daryl. Oh, I'm just blessed to be here. Um, um, evidently, the Lord's trying to teach me something. That I wish I'd hurry up and get it. Uh, going through some crazy situation to shop. Nothing God can't handle. I'm just wondering what it is. I'm supposed to be learning so I can learn it. Penistry kind of slowed down, so I guess the Lord's fixing to bless that again. I haven't seen uh, anybody lately coming, so I have to double up or something. Okay. All right. Josh, what's your praise? I will praise the Lord for his guidance, his instruction. I'm praising for his wisdom in my life. And also for always giving me what I need. Right. When I need it. Yeah. Then that helps. He works. It is. The Lord is known for being never late, but seldom early. Yeah. <laughs> 11th hour. Man, yeah, that's Vicky? probably what it is. <laughs> I just want to praise God for my wonderful brothers and sisters here at Lighthouse. Um, I came over this week and helped me get rid of some metal that needed to be gone. And I, we don't have a truck or trailer, but he does. So, um, And we got to visit and get to know each other a little better and um, learn about farm things and, and talk about the Lord. And then I got to spend time with Lisa and... Um, we got our nails done together and just got to visit and have lunch. And it was really a wonderful time. And I just praise God for the fellowship and for the wonderful family here at Lighthouse. Yeah, amen. 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 That actually helped me some because I had some things to do and I didn't need to drive her because you did. And, and she could do it anyway, but she's right now in a place she doesn't like to do all that by herself. Let's see. So I got Jerry and Sherry and Gilbert and. Sherry, go first. Get close. Um, just for the wonderful Thanksgiving that we had with his family, Charlene Grace, and for my grandson and Alan get baptized today. Amen. Praise the Lord. All the blessings he's been giving me. Amen. Jerry? Uh, I had a real good day on Friday. I had a good day at work, and then when I got home, I got all pies made and everything. Real productive on Friday. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Gilbert? Yeah, sometimes we uh, we pray for things, or you know, the Lord pays attention to what we desire, and He doesn't answer the prayer right there and then. Sometimes it just waits, and then uh, sometimes you even give up on it. But when the timing is right, He'll bring it forward, and He'll manifest not only what you desire, but uh, ice cap with it. You know, it makes it uh, with a cherry on top. <laughs> As I praise the Lord for these things that are happening in my life and uh, the opening of uh, my eyes in many ways that I did not perceive before. He opened up your eyes and your chest and put in front of me and uh, made me realize the works that he has done, Amen. Uh, you know, in the makeup of my life. Amen. Uh, Daryl. I talked to my daughter twice yesterday. She, of course, y'all know she's in prison. 
And what I want to praise the Lord about is that every time she opens her mouth almost, she's talking about God or something about God or what God's doing in her life. And these prayers are working, man. I'm telling you, she's, she's really happy to hear all this, you know. And Amen. So it sticks. Camilla. Well, when he said prayers are working, that's that's kind of what my praise is. Uh, it's kind of an unspoken praise. I don't remember. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a bit, some people have tried to pull that before. Well, that is don't. don't wanna, no. It's only it's not a praise until it's spoken. So speak out. Okay, a couple of my family members uh, was having a difficult situation and it needed prayer, and so we got together and, and I said, okay, y'all aren't leaving my house till we pray about this, and and so we did, and then uh, and then afterwards, uh, this person said, well, that was a really nice prayer. It made me feel better, and I said, "Oh, well, well, good. I hope so. You know, so that's what it was intended." And, and so, the next afternoon, I got a call from him, and he said, "You must have been praying for us all day." And I said, "Every time I thought about y'all, yes, I was. I just different times of the day, you know." And he said, "Our day went so perfect." He said, "Everything was just like clockwork, so smooth." He said, "He said even his wife said." She's praying for us today. <laughs> and um, so after we talked, you know, and I said, well, I said, uh, y'all need to come to church with me sometime. And, and he said, you know, we get through this situation, we're going to. Amen. So, well, yes. praise the Lord. That's cool. Uh, Eva. <clears throat> I just wanted to give thanks to the Lord and thank him for the wisdom that he installs in me and I had a situation over the weekend uh, my grandson walks out of the house while I'm in bed and I'm up all through the night checking on Morning. just out of habit since he's a little boy and he wasn't in his room or in his bed or the bathroom or nowhere in the house so I go back and I check my <clears throat> my ring, and I see him going out of the house, but I didn't see which way he went. I come back and I check my ring again, and he's been in and out of the house a couple of times. So I I dials his, and he didn't answer. And I dials his cell phone about four or five times. He didn't answer, and then I start texting him. And he didn't answer, and. So last time, after about an hour and a half, I said, I'm calling the police right now. And I called the police. Well, just as I was sitting outside calling the police and talking to the police, he drives up with his brother next door that it's a conflict with me for the last year. And, and I walked out and I asked him, I said, why did you uh, take off without telling me? You were just 14 years old. You you can't tell, you can't just walk out. And he didn't say anything. Then his brother sat and waited for, I guess, confrontation by that time the police drove up. And thank God the police 
told him exactly what I was telling him and calmed me down. Thanks for the wisdom that I had. Amen. And, and, Amen. I'm, and I'm just glad he was saved. And I asked his brother not to do that again. Just to take off with him and without telling him. Yeah. You know it was it was like nine o'clock. It doesn't matter. You don't take yeah, off. Yeah. You're 14. You don't take off without somebody knowing. You need to let me know so I can have a timeline. Well, you also have to. Permission. Permission. Yeah. 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 So you're just yeah. 14. Who? Yeah. Well, sometimes they're nine going on 17. And yeah. Well, and then it gets worse from then on. Yeah. Francis, you were next. I just want to praise the Lord for allowing me to go visit my um, eldest son. I hadn't seen him, him and his family in quite some time and get to stay there with him and um, then make my way up to Abilene to see my oldest brother and uh, his family. So um, I just praise the Lord because it's just been too long since uh, we've been together. So. Cool. Good deal. Gilbert. Yeah, I Regurgitate them when I said earlier about the uh, praises that the Lord deserves. And uh, one of them this year is the bringing Diana back into the picture in my life, I guess, uh, because through her I was able to identify with my daughter that we lived in Chicago one time. And this is like 40 years ago. And uh, I, have not, I have not seen her since then. And uh, Diana, she has kept contact with her, and now I come to understand that she's, I even have a granddaughter is 18 years old going to college. That's sad. That I don't mean that in particular, but that all of a sudden we're talking about things that happened 40 years ago. I never thought I'd ever be talking about something that happened 40 years ago. Anybody expect to be talking about something that happened 40 years ago? I praise the Lord for it. That's just nuts. <laughs> Go ahead, Vicki. He clears his back, yay! <laughs> yes. He made it safely from the unknown when the yes. dark cell phone uh, abyss. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully she's free of ticks, so be careful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am. My dogs, I can't promise. <laughs> Well, uh, I had a tick when I was growing up. Grew out of it. <laughs> Go ahead, Brenda. God has blessed me with another birthday. Today is my birthday. I just turned 65. Oh, happy birthday. Same day as my sister. 65. 65. Got my Medicare. <laughs> well, <laughs> Medicare is... What well, it is. Yeah. It's better than nothing, though. I went on Medicare at 65 because uh, price-wise, it was quite a bit cheaper than yes. what the church was paying for my insurance. Oh, definitely. So I canceled that and went on Medicare. Yep, exactly. I was paying for over $400 a month at work. You're still paying Medicare. I don't know if those you youngsters, you may think it's free or whatever. It is not it's free. Not. Yeah, one way and, and they're going to deduct it from your Social Security. So it's not a, not a question about whether you're going to pay it or not. But uh, I did wait till 70 to 
to draw that. And uh, so it gets paid every month, whether we remember it or not. So yeah, yeah. I think they're that's why they do it because old people don't remember to do it. So they just do it for it. <laughs> that is one of the curses and blessings of getting older. We don't remember yeah. 40 years ago, and we don't remember yesterday either. <laughs> well. I know I'm not ever going to live enough, live long enough to get the money back I put in Social Security. However, with a quadruple bypass and two knee replacements, I'm probably ahead by now. I'm at least even by now. I what they had to pay for those. So, it's still, and it's still going. Who else? Praises. Nona. Well, my praises. Harley came over yesterday to help me do something, and. While he was there, there was this kid, I don't know how, he looked like he was probably 18 maybe, or 16, somewhere in that area. Yeah, at our age, we talk about a kid, could be 35. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, Harley had to go out to the car for something, and this guy was, had the car door open and was searching through it. Harley said he didn't have anything of value in there, and he went on down the street, and then I went outside to look, and people on uh, Blue Wing was out talking to him, and he was going on down the street ignoring them, and one of the guys that was talking to him, yelling at him, was wearing a gun. He didn't have it out, but I saw it. And it this guy had thrown something in the gutter. And they kept asking, what did you throw in the gutter? What did you throw in the gutter? Talk to me. <laughs> and they called the police, and they came out and got him. And they found whatever was in the gutter. <laughs> well, well. Well, I hardly was there with you. Yeah, well, my car was in the garage with the garage door down. There's nothing in my car. Okay. Big value either, but uh, still. Problem resolved. Another praise. Who else? Praises. Mary had a praise. Yeah, I just want to say, I just want to praise God for this beautiful weather. And thank Him for not letting us blow away the other day when we had this wind. <laughs> I was saying, Lord, please help us, not just me, everyone, Lord. But I stayed in my house and I had a good time. Well, amen. Amen. I guess I have a praise to go along with that. I was sitting in a deer stand when that storm blew in. Oh, it was it was dry and warm and beautiful and I didn't see a thing shoot, but I was there. Amen. Got to spend a couple days with a couple of my sons and it was a good time. And I did a lot of walking and I didn't die. Yeah. I, you know. Made it through it pretty good, pretty good shape, really. Yeah, better than I thought I was going to do so. Did you ever think that just a normal everyday activity would bring a praise that, and I didn't die? <laughs> Not till recently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see, you tell your friends about something stupid that you did, and you said, and I didn't die. Yeah. You know, I did a 360 off of da 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 and I landed, and you know, and I didn't die. But now it's like, I did a lot of walking, and I didn't die. <laughs> yeah. I want to say something about, and you didn't die. 
Listen to this. This lady, she'll tell me she was scared of flying, you know, in an airplane. Yeah. She wanted her, but she's scared. So I asked her a question. I said, let me ask her a question. Do you really, really love Jesus Christ? She said, no. I said, okay, buy your ticket, get in a plane, and if a plane crash and you die, guess what? You'll be with Jesus. She said, you know, I never thought about that. She went and bought it. She told me about it. She said, Mary, the flight was beautiful. First time I've ever been in a plane. And she was happy because I tell her, if you die, it's okay, you go to heaven. Amen. 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 You don't die, you get to where you're going. If you do die, you yeah. die. Yeah. And if it's your time to go, whether you're in a plane or you're on the ground, yeah, you gotta go. You know. I love telling people stuff like that. Yeah. Because I know it's true. You die, you're going home if you're a Christian, you know, of course. <laughs> Well, it's one thing not be afraid to die. It's another thing to not be ready to leave. Yeah. You can have both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Paul did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the praise, like, when we played pickleball Friday night. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> but I was, I was in God's house. <laughs> and my heart was good, so it was like, yeah. <laughs> praise God that I can still walk. <laughs> well, uh, praise. I did not get a deer, but I do have some venison. So. Yeah. I got one, but I didn't get one. So. <laughs> <laughs> one of your sons got one? Yeah. Yeah, Charles shot one for me. Yeah. Nathan would have shot another one, but I let I told him no, let that one go. There's still time for this one to walk out. He never did, but but we'll leave Benison, so we're good. Anybody, any other praises, Christine? I just want to praise God for our kids. Like since we started this whole homeschool journey, I thought I knew my kids before, and I'm kind of sad that I didn't. Now I'm like walking through this everyday life with them, and I didn't realize how awesome my kids were. Yeah, like every minute when they say take advantage of your kids because it doesn't last is not a lie. Like I missed out on so much, and now getting to sit there and do this with them and they're just like done a lot of my life. Like they're the most passionate kids and they're pulling out their Bibles and they're reading and they're talking about God and they're singing about God and I'm like I've missed this for so long. <laughs> it's just very humbling. It's fun. So it's amazing. Amen. All right, who else? <laughs> Bob. Somebody already beat me to it, but I did survive pickleball Friday night. You <laughs> <I> didn't die. You <laughs> didn't die. Yeah, I didn't break a leg. I'm tell you that. Wow. We played till nine thirty. That net took a beating too. It, it did. Got, it ran into three times last. Uh, you might need a backup net. <laughs> well. Once bouncing off the floor was enough abuse, I had to run. <laughs> run away. Well, I went home at 8, so <laughs> that's how I survived. <laughs> well, I went home before you. So I should have been yeah. right behind you. <laughs> yeah. Well, those of you who haven't come out to, to play pickleball yet, and, and I realize it's not everybody's going to be able to play but if you can, and and you probably can, but don't know you can, you you're missing out because it's a it's a lot of fun. And you won't die. A lot of laughter. No promises on the no die, but 
Lord said you're going, you're going to learn pickleball. Yeah. Mm. Okay, no, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just see Jesus. So. <laughs> John chapter 5. <sighs> this chapter 5, we started this last mm-hmm. week, and it's just one of the cool times in the scriptures that Jesus is uh, being himself. Uh, you know, you, certain things that you read that Jesus is doing shows his deity. And sometimes Jesus shows his <coughs> human side. Not everything that human people do is sin. Although some of you have come pretty close at times. <laughs> some of us have pushed that limit a little bit. But there are some things that Jesus did here. As a matter, of fact, matter of fact, not everything that Jesus did that you read about in the Scripture would be looked at by the world as as something right to do. I mean, I mean, in our woke society today, uh, what Jesus did to the people that bought and sold in, in the temple would have been just outrageous. How dare you do something like that? You mean he struck those people? Yeah. He smacked. He smacked them good. He, <laughs> yep. He he took care of business. Since you mentioned that, I want I wanted to share this real quick. The first time I read that in scripture, I said I ain't made this image. <laughs> uh, well, I'm tell you something. He's uh, one thing that you're going to notice. And let, let me just take this opportunity to remind you, the men that Jesus chose, uh, they were not Reverend Milktoast. They were not Father Mulcahy on MASH. I know most of you youngsters don't even know what that is, but the old people do. They were men. Peter would have, would have been worked security at the first church. He would have probably been at the. If everybody talks about Peter being at the gate of heaven. He's probably wearing pistol. <laughs> you know, I mean, if he is, but uh, if indeed Peter is at the gate, which no place in the Bible tells you that he is, but if he is, I'm pretty sure there's nobody getting in doesn't belong. Peter was not swinging at that guy's ear. <laughs> There in the garden. He, he was not aiming for his ear. He cut his ear off, but he wasn't aiming for his ear. There are others. Uh, but these these men were, they were men, not just male. They were men, real men. You've, said, you've seen that real men love Jesus? Well, they do. Uh, they also take care of business when it's necessary. And these men did. Gilbert. Yeah, he, he was diverse. He got a physician. He got uh, a Jew with a market and, uh, and a tax collector and yeah. a few other fishermen. An IRS guy. Yeah. All things. He had a, a blanket to cover pretty much society. He, yeah, he, uh, he did. And none of them were alike. More than smart. They were all different. Just a couple of them, maybe. Well, uh, there's. I don't agree, Daryl. I'm going to have to stop on that one. 
there's smart, and then there's book smart. Not everybody that's book smart is smart. Amen. And not everybody that's smart is book smart. These men may or may not have been. Paul was all of it. He would. When I tell people about Paul, I tell them that he'd probably be the president of Harvard if he was alive today. He had the best education of anybody known to man. That guy was, he was completely educated. Peter was completely not educated. An ignorant fisherman, he's called. He didn't say, the Bible doesn't say he was a stupid fisherman. Said he was an ignorant fisherman. All it means is he didn't have a, formal, a lot of formal education. They didn't understand how Peter preached what he did, how he wrote what he did, how he was able to handle the issues that came. Did they have formal education then? Huh? Did they have formal? Oh, certainly. Except for the Romans and the Pharisees. Oh, certainly. Paul Paul spoke every known language in the whole that section of the world. He was learned in in all the languages. His teacher was the most famous, the most educated man in Israel. If I said, what culture today would you find the most advanced education in the world? Chinese. Chinese. What have you been reading? (laughs) They're smart. Japan. They are smart. Japan, somewhere over there. Not here. No. No. <laughs> Most of the medical advancements in the world today came from where? It it all came from the Jews. Paul sat at the feet of the most learned Jew that's ever been known in history. Gamaliel was his name. He was his uh, mentor. It's just. When you start to look at these guys, you you see all these different <laughs> characters. Who wrote the Bible? Who really wrote the Bible? The Spirit of God. Holy men of God spoke as they were removed by the Spirit of God. However, you've how many you've read all the way through yet? Everybody, pretty much. I've been teaching you to read your Bible ever since Moses was a little kiddo back there when he and I went to school together, you know. But, yeah, you still see, we know the Holy Spirit is the author of the Scriptures, but you still see the character and the personality of every human writer there, and it's all preserved in the Scriptures. You know what kind of guy Peter was. He was big mouth for one thing. He was, he's, it was big enough to hold his foot. That's where he's put it most of the time. And that's part of who he is. Luke, the physician, he's, he's analytical. Uh, Paul, he's, if it, if it wasn't so wise, he would be too smart to even listen to. But he had the wisdom of God. He was, he was chosen. All these, things uh, about each one of them and how much did the presence their their time they spent with Jesus at least three years every day for all these guys how much of the time the influence of Christ mold their character 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Gilbert, go ahead. You know, it's amazing to reflect on the entire Word of God, the Bible. Uh, he inspired Moses about 2,000 years after he was <coughs> the creation of man. And he took him back to that time to be able to write from the beginning and inception of creation <clears throat> all the way through into the Hebrews, whatever. And yeah. then the salvation is of the Jews, but we are adopted into that in these times. And for him to allow this to develop everything up to the end of the Bible, even in the thrones, they're going to be the Hebrews are going to be up front and we're yeah. going to be with them. Yeah. yeah, there's so much about anti-Semitism right now, about Jew-hating. Israel is the only country that ever came back to existence after being dormant for almost 2,000 years. No dynasty, no imperial rule, no other government has come into existence. Get out of existence and almost 2,000 years later, yeah. be planted back into the map by God's grace. Yeah, yeah. There's no, uh, there's no question. That I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I just always want to remind anyone, anybody that's that's looking at the Jewish people and thinking negative, whatever. You need, you need to realize that. There is no Christianity in existence without the Jews. Amen. Jesus is a Jew. Yeah. A blood-born Jew. And so we're all the Through his mother, at least. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you were, if you were born again, you were born again into a Jewish family. If you, anybody, that, anybody that calls himself a Christian and hates Jews, it's... There's an idiot. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the the word just uh, yeah. They they're not Mormon. They're moron. <laughs> Here, go ahead. What really, what, <clears throat> what really stuck with me about about what you're talking about there is uh you taught us one time uh, that we are the sons of Abraham. Yeah. So once we're once we're Christian, we're the sons of Abraham. That makes us a Jew right there. That does. Well, it flatly says so. He is not a Jew. That is. One outwardly, but the one that's inward in the heart. And that's who we are. And uh, if, you ever, if you ever have an opportunity to go to Israel, and I don't know that you ever will again, but if you ever do, beg, borrow, I wouldn't steal it, but mortgage something and go. You'll never regret it. You never will. You'll never regret it. It is like no other place on earth. And everywhere you step in Israel, you're stepping on the place where one of the, or many, some of the events in the Bible occurred. Everywhere you go. I mean, it's little. It's like from Galveston to Conroe and half that wide. It's a little bitty place. But it is huge. Every environmental condition in the world is in Israel. It's got there's snow capped mountains in Israel. There's there's the, the hottest desert that you ever heard of in Israel. There's 
There's a there's a sea that you can't sink in in Israel. Most of the people in Israel, there's hundreds of thousands of Jews in Israel, and most of what they eat is grown in Israel. Ninety percent of what they eat is grown right there in Israel. It's it's the most it's the most lush, beautiful farmland you've ever looked at. Gibson, Gilbert. It's noted that it is the promised land. And talking about the Dead Sea, uh, realize that it's 35 feet below sea level. Yeah, yeah. Part of it is the the wilderness that you read about in the Bible. Matter of fact, when you go to Israel, you know how when you read something, you get a mental picture of it? It's like when you talk to somebody new on the phone, you get a mental picture. And it's never right. <laughs> yeah, well, someday, maybe. Someday we'll find the right one put up there. But uh, everything you read about in the Bible, when you go to Israel, you're going to come away with a different picture. Because you're not going to get it right. The closest thing to getting it right, that in my mind, was the Valley of Elah. You know what happened to the Valley of Elah? It's where David fought Goliath, the Valley of Elah. You know what a wadi is? A wadi is what they call a brook or a stream or a dried up ditch where a stream dried up and down between two hills or two mountains, whatever. And it's, you would call it a creek. Or a dry creek bed. It's called a wadi in Israel. That's what that's the name they use for it. That's what it's called. So if you get it right, you can start calling it a wadi. But you got a big hillside here, and you got a big hillside here, and you got this this dry creek bed running down coming down the middle. It's pretty steep. That's a picture I had in my mind. The Philistines on one side and the Israel on the other side, and they can yell back and forth to each other. <laughs> Well, that's the only thing I saw in Israel that actually looked like it was in my head. It's a bare mountain on one side and a bare mountain on the other side and a remnants of a dry creek bed where there's all sorts of, you know what river rock looks like. They're smooth, they're round. They make good good bullets from a slingshot. <laughs> that's exactly what he used. I've got some of them sitting on my dresser at home that I picked up in the same place David picked up those stones. I've never thrown them with the sling, but so Gilbert, go ahead. The, the area where you have the Gaza Strip, now termed the Palestinian, that is the same land, one in the same of the Philistines. Yeah. So basically, they're the descendants of the Philistines, which was uh, the nurturing aspect of uh, Goliath. Yeah, well, Goliath of Gaza is in the Bible. That's where the Philistines were, the Gaza Strip where Israel is pounding with bombs right now, wiping out Hamas, is that same piece of ground. Same place. I don't know how well they are right now, but <laughs> they're getting their hind ends kicked just like they did in the Bible, only we're maybe worse this time. So, Jerry. so, so does that mean Bill Stings are sons of Ishmael? Yeah. yeah. That's the modern Goliath. Yeah. Well, the, the actual point I been talking about to actually get to because we're about out of time again is that uh, how Jesus handled this this impotent man he was crippled he's 38 years old 
Just a kid, don't I? 38 years old. And Jesus saw him lie. He was prostrated on the ground. He he wasn't lying. He's telling the truth. Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had been a long time in that case. And he said, Wilt thou be made whole? Now, did Jesus ask everybody he healed if they wanted to be healed? No. Matter of fact, it's kind of uh, kind of rare. No, he's, and he explains it. I, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool when the water is troubled. The angel came down. And, and I don't know, I don't think that's still going on today. That place is there. It's been built over about 40 times, but, but that's one of the places that we visited when we were in Israel. Jesus didn't have to do any of what he did. Every step that he took in the healing of this man was done on purpose with a special purpose. That guy that had been blind from birth. What did this, you remember what the disciples asked Jesus? Who sinned that caused this man to be blind from birth? Was it his parents? Or was it him? Or And Jesus said it wasn't because somebody sinned. It was because the works of God need to be manifest at this particular time. And he healed him. And, and that's what it was all about. Sometimes it's not about what you did. Sometimes it's just about what God's going to do himself that he's already had planned from the beginning of the beginning. I mean, from before the foundation of the world. And Jesus, everything he did here, he had... And you talk about multitasking. Does God ever do anything with just only one purpose? Well, it might... I don't know, it might seem like that to somebody, but every time I see the Lord do something, it has waves that enter into all kinds of different people's lives and all over different situations in your life. And it's just the way God works. He, he, he hasn't changed anything. But every, he did two things here that were absolutely amazing. One was to heal this guy, 38 years old. And two, he did it on purpose, to pick a fight with the Jews. He did. Yeah. He did it. Uh, I mean, you can say, oh, that was a terrible thing. I mean, uh, well, yeah, I don't recommend that, by the way. To, to me, that's like he was thumbing his nose at him and giving him the old... Well, if we ever make it, if we ever make it to the other, si the other side, uh, the end of this chapter, we're going to find out that Jesus tells us that all judgment is is given to him. And he is the judge and and you can you can pass judgment on the judge himself if you want to. But I don't recommend it. I, I just don't. I mean Pastor, technically uh when he looks to me like Jesus asked him, Wilt thou be made whole? Men didn't answer and gave me excuse. Well, it was kind of a it was kind of a given. I mean it was like duh, why would he be laying there hoping to get you know, hoping to somehow get in the water first. Uh, but he didn't have anybody to do it. 
And basically what the man was telling Jesus, he says, I, 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 yeah, I do, but I don't have anybody that cares. I want to, but I can't. Can't There's, do it on my own. Yeah, I can't do it on my own. And, God wants to hear from us, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many lessons are here? And how much of, and how much did, did the people who did know the Lord, the, the disciples, they were all, they were all around. They've seen all the stuff they did, but, and how much did it change their character? How much has your personality changed by what you've been reading about what Jesus does and how he does it? I know one thing. I haven't quit picking fights with people. <laughs> so I'm going to blame it on Jesus. <laughs> you, you can criticize me if you want to, but I'm just, just what would Jesus do? <laughs> Here. Get the whip. Oh. <laughs> well, who told you to take up your bed and walk? I mean, that's verse 12. We haven't even made it that far yet. But who told you to take up your bed and walk? Uh, Jesus did it. <laughs> and he that was healed didn't know who it was. So did Jesus do that so that everybody would know who he was? No, he didn't do it for self had nothing. No, it had nothing to do with it. No. Now, there are some things that Jesus does that you should not follow his example. Does Jesus seek to be praised? Yeah. Yes. Of course he does. Yeah. He's the only one that's ever lived on earth that does, that has every right to do that and should. Amen. Not us. But not much. There's not much like about him that you shouldn't want to emulate. 